Hey, Vikings fans, welcome in to the 10th episode of The Skull Hop. Evan here, we've got Austin. Hello, hello. And we've got, because we're in our 10th episode and we've just celebrated 100 listens. Oh, yeah. We have a guest on the podcast we today. Do. Would you like to introduce our guest? All right, we have, he's a Bears fan, so don't Oof. hold it against him. Uh, he, he is way more of a Michigan Wolverines fan, but he still claims the Bears. Uh, which is honorable. Uh, good friend of ours. Uh, how long have I known you for? It's probably pushing a decade. Uh, Eight, nine, to, ten close years. To ten. Yeah, close to ten. that's crazy. Well, we've got Forrest here. And uh, Forrest is our friend. He's been mentioned a few times on the show, uh, mostly as our friend who brews his own beer. Um, and because he's a Bears fan, uh, because he's our first guest and the Bears lost, uh, he had the honor of providing the beer for us today. Forrest, what are we drinking today? Well, first of all, let me say thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I, uh, Glad to have you. I wish I wish it, w- the, it was better circumstances. It was the best circumstances. Yeah, I, I figured for you guys. But um, <laughs> for a celebration beer for you guys, I brought Lion Bridge's Yard Sale IPA. Mm. Lion Bridge out of Cedar Rapids. It's a great brewery. This is one of their year-round uh, beers that they make, so... Yep. So, Forrest, I have had hundreds, maybe even thousands of beers with you. Um, and I think you know exactly the kind of beer that I like. I have never had this beer, to, to my knowledge. This is dead in the middle of my perfect beer category. Uh, had about half of one so far. This is amazing. Thank you for bringing this. Well, no problem. This is awesome. Quite delicious. Yes. I would ask... Is the, is the Lion Bridge name any sort of foreshadowing as to what's going to happen in the NFC North? That the Lions are going to bridge the gap and win the NFC North for the first time <laughs> you in said it. Time? You that, said it, not me. That was <laughs> definitely not my intent, but uh, I mean... Small tangent. <laughs> we all know the Lions have never won the NFC North. That's true. They, they have won a division, I believe. I think They've 93. won the NFC Central. Yes, but since they switched it up, I'm pretty sure... And I may be wrong on this. I'm pretty sure the Buccaneers have won the division, our division, since like most more recently than the Lions have won this division. Did the Bucks? The Buccaneers were in the were, NFC were, Central. They were. Oh yeah, yes. the Central. But th- they they went before they designed the North. The yeah, I don't divisions. know exactly the timeline on yeah. all of that. No, I believe you. But on I that do one. know the the Lions have lost the division race against the Buccaneers. Since they have won a division, uh, so I, it's pretty I would interesting. That. And it, they very well may win the division this year. Uh, hopefully, things turn around and the Vikings figure it out, and the Lions really mess it up again. But it doesn't look like that's the case so far. Yeah, so, according to Wikipedia here, I don't have the timeline right now, but the Lions and the Buccaneers are tied for division titles at three apiece. <laughs> Like total, total, yeah. Interesting. So NFC Central and oh, North. Central. Oh, well, because the Bucks, what are they in the NFC South now? They're in the South now. Yeah, South. But Does that think, include? I don't think they were ever in the North. I mean, well, they no, were not no. the North. Yeah, it, it became the North after the Buccaneers right, right. left. Yeah, yeah. There was that realignment where they went to more of the geographical. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for a while, the NFC Central was kind of a weird conference with, or a weird division. Sorry, with. The Vikings, Packers, Bears, Lions, 
and bucks. And the bucks, yeah. yeah. It was like, where did they come from? Yeah, I don't Why know. It must included? have been something about merger timelines and mm-hmm. even when franchises started. I don't know too much about that. That's that's an off-season talk. Fun right fact, there. in my display case, Ooh. the ticket stub up there is for a, a Buccaneers game. Well, and Vikings, Buccaneers. Yes, and this would have been... Uh, gosh, this probably would have been late 90s, early 2000s. Well, I see when Randy on the ticket stub, so it's got to be. That's not Randy. That's 24. That would be oh, Robert, Robert Griffith. Griffith. Yeah. yeah. Jinx. Uh, oh, dang it. Evan can't talk the rest <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be rough. <laughs> no, but that would have still been during the NFC Central. Interesting. Was well, um, that still when they had the, the orange and white? The creamsicles? Or the dreamsicles? Yeah. I don't know when that changed either. No, they were wearing the, the red were they? at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had still been in the orange. But they did wear the orange this last yeah, weekend. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was yeah, kind of cool. That's what kind of cream, prompt. I remember the retro. Yeah. Was, those are cool. I do like those. We are diving sure. way too deep into Buccaneers talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's this the first Vikings time the Bucks podcast. have come up on the podcast since week one. When yeah, we, we would have talked about them week one. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh, let's go back to the our guest of honor, Forrest. You're a Bears fan. I am. Uh, you have talked in jabbing against me that... In your lifetime, you have witnessed your favorite team win a Super Bowl. Uh, you were very young at that time. That is technically correct. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I don't know if you witnessed it, but you were alive during it. Well, uh, well witnessed at a later age. Sure. I, yeah. I mean, not when I w- when the actual event was happening, but yeah. yes, I I saw the replays, the Super Bowl shuffle. I mean, yeah, oh, well, we've all seen it. Yeah. So, uh, what's what's the history? Why why are you a Bears fan? Why do you claim that team? So, being from the state of Illinois, mm-hmm. born and raised, uh, I guess I kind of just grew up being a Bears fan. Not that anyone in my family, they weren't really big NFL uh, fans. I I'm, I'm grew up with the college background. That's Okay. So, but just felt felt like I needed to follow the, the home team, as I call it. So, yeah. Um, and at the time, uh, St. Louis didn't have the team. Um, okay. So yeah, because you're a Cardinals. I am a St. Louis right? Cardinals fan. So I'd say if the Rams were there, you know, longer or earlier, mm-hmm. I would have been a Rams fan. But okay. because of such, um, Bears fan. It's been painful most years, um, but uh, you, <laughs> you, you, you stick with it. I mean, as Vikings fans, it's it's painful for us too, <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> I mean, I, I have that one shining moment, you know, that I actually watched when. When uh, Devin Hester, you know, returned the opening kickoff to Super Bowl, that's about the highlight of my yeah. Bears uh, fanhood right there. So. Yeah, that, that would be crazy. And Vikings fans, we don't even have – the closest we have to that kind of a moment is the Minneapolis Miracle, uh, which was amazing and awesome and we'll remember it forever, but it was in a regular playoff game. It wasn't even the Super Bowl. So right. I, I am envious of that memory. I know they they went on to lose that game. The Bears <laughs> did. But they did. <laughs> at least you've seen your team in the Super Bowl – um, I, I think seeing my team lose a Super Bowl would crush me to the point that I'd never want to watch football again. Uh, but I don't have any control over that. Well, and, you, uh, ju- you just, uh, you know, stay in bed for the next couple days and then, <laughs> and that's, then that's kind of what find, I did. In you find your way out. <laughs> yep. Oh, nine, that, that saints championship game, that, ah, oh, that, that we were, broke me we were in bit. college at the time and yep. I can attest to the fact cause we lived in the same dorm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, it was, those are some dark days. Yeah. I I always describe that game as like, 
the the ending point of my childlike fanhood of the Vikings. They kind of took some of the the kid joy out of watching your favorite team. Obviously, I'm still a huge fan, still love the team. Um, but you know, when you're a kid, you see these players and they're you know they can do no wrong. They're gods on the field, and it's your favorite team. And then to just put so much effort and so much not effort, but like so much of your emotional self into this kid's game and to watch your team lose that kind of sucked the fun out of it a little bit for me i'm probably back i'm probably back to that childlike fanhood but this season is (laughs) kind of sucking it out of me a little bit but again not about me forest you're bears fan um but the season isn't it's not demoralizing for you as a bears fan because you are probably a bigger Michigan Wolverine fan right? yeah and not to go into Michigan but yeah it's it's my saving grace uh or clearly dominating yeah. the college atmosphere. They but might uh, be the best team in college right but now. But back to the Bears, I mean, I, I thought they'd be a little bit better than what they're producing right now and what they, what the overall, what they were last year. But no, I, I was never expecting them to be a, a playoff contender um, this year. I just was hoping to see some some strides. So Yeah. Um, there was a lot of offseason hype for the Bears, especially around Justin Fields. Uh, who I like to call RB1 for the Bears. Yeah, I know uh, you do. <laughs> um, but people, or maybe some certain people, were saying, like, oh, an MVP candidate for Justin Fields, and, oh, this is year he breaks out. And, I mean, there was some hype there. Yeah, so so first of all, definitely year three, you know, you, you hope to see some progress and, yeah. and uh, uptick. But I remember having this discussion when we drafted Justin Fields, I was not very optimistic about this. Um, this could be being the Michigan fan and him being from Ohio State, but yeah. I was, I, I, you know, I, I stood by the the pick and and support our quarterback as a Bears fan, but I never thought he was going to be a great quarterback, and he's kind of proving me right. So yeah. And on the other side of that, I think I've mentioned this, if not on the podcast, definitely out loud in front of you guys before that draft night. I, I wanted the Vikings to get Justin Fields and he was falling and it looked like the Vikings were going to land him. And then out of nowhere, the bears jump up like 10 spots to, to go get in front of the Vikings. And I think one or two other teams and get Justin Fields. And I was pretty salty about that. At this point, I'm not, I'm not too upset. <laughs> well, let's be <laughs> honest. He'd probably be your running back. Number one. Yeah. He, he would be RB one on, on the Vikings. And statistically, right now, the Vikings have one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Yeah, say what you want about Kirk. Even after that that down game against the Bears, I mean, what, less than 200 yards passing, one touchdown. Did he throw an interception? I don't I don't remember. I should know this. But, yeah, he the two poorest games of his have been the only two wins this season for the Vikings. That is, that is true. I mean, you look at fantasy points, and your, your defense was – like I think twenty points in your next highest scorer was at eleven. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. Well, the defense that happens when you get a fumble return for a touchdown. I think two other interceptions outside yeah. of that play. Um, they the defense was really solid outside of probably one or two drives, and even one of those drives where they were pretty poor, they were starting to melt down at the end. Byron Murphy saved the Vikings' face <laughs> at the end, and he you know got the game ceiling interception. Uh, 
which kind of masked the the problems of the defense on that drive. But it still worked, and it, it's they still looked good overall. Yeah, I, I would say uh, give credit to your defense. I mean, they, they played. I mean, no you know, whoever's on the field, they, you still got to play. I would I would also say that, you know, first half, we, we, we were running the ball pretty good against you. Um, yeah, I, I wrote that down. Yeah. Um, the Bears, well, and not to take anything away from the Bears, but the Vikings have had a difficult job defending the run all season, um, which is only exasperated, whatever the word is, uh, exemplified when the other team's quarterback is very talented as a rusher. I joke that he's RB1, but there's a reason. Like He's, he's an electric athlete that can run the ball very well, uh, especially when plays break down, and that kind of thing is what really gets at the Vikings' defense this year for whatever reason. But, yeah, do we just want to go in and talk about this Vikings-Bears game officially? I mean, you talk about Fields as a running back. He only had 46 yards on the ground. Yeah, but he went out. He left the game. Halfway third quarter. True. Bajan came in and filled in. Bajan had more passing yards. He had 83 passing yards. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had had the the one rushing, the one-yard rushing touchdown. Yeah, yep. Yep. But that was a solid drive, the the drive that ended with his rushing touchdown. He didn't look bad. Um, that was probably his best drive, obviously, of his NFL career. It's really the only game he's played. But he he didn't look awful. He had that really sloppy play where it was a fumble or strip sack. That, that was the first drive you yeah, know, he was put yeah. into. Um, and out of nowhere. It's not like he had a full week of practice. It's not like he knew he was going to get put in then. But outside of that, he didn't look terrible. I mean, the Bears fans shouldn't be, you know, burning the city down because Fields isn't there. I mean, Bajan, oh, is that his name? Bajan. Bajan. Yeah. He Tyson seems Bajan. like he he could do something. Like so, he's not yeah, I mean, you got to you gotta put in perspective. I mean, the dude, I mean, yeah, he played at Division II Shepherd University, but do you know that I, I actually read this, that he is the NCAA record holder for touchdown passes that's crazy isn't that nuts that's interesting so the the dude definitely knows how to play ball Mm -hmm. i mean i think you know he needs more snaps um but give give him some more more time with with the first string i I think he can show some 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 different looks than than what justin fields obviously does so yeah and that's that's as good as you can hope for in your backup as long as they are your backup quarterback you know somebody Somebody like a Case Keenum type that can come in and at least try to not lose the game. I mean, you never want QB1 to go down, or RB1 in this case. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, Bajan, he showed you, and granted, it was at home um, against a defense that hasn't been super great this year in the Vikings defense. Um, but he showed that Bears fans shouldn't be super worried. And he may be playing. Um, oh. Fields, what did they say? Was dislocated. it a dislocated thumb or something? Yeah. And today's Wednesday. I don't think if I was looking at Twitter right, I don't think he practiced today. No, he he he's not playing. Uh, I I would highly doubt he's playing on Sunday. I think the coach already said he's doubtful, and it's yeah. Wednesday. So right. I mean, you never know. Um, but I mean, maybe he'll get some running back snaps like as, as you keep 
you know, suggesting. I mean, <laughs> you don't you don't need the, your thumb to throw the That's ball. That's true. So. I mean, I know. throw them in, the in the wildcat so. wildcat scenario. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it could happen. I mean, if but we'll see. Yep. All right. So the rest of the game, I got some notes here. Uh, first thing I thought overall, the defense looked pretty good outside of those couple of drives. Um, Jordan Addison, he just he scored another touchdown. And I think he finished with something like 38 yards receiving on like three passes, something like that. So not a crazy, you know, career day, but he looked good. He got the first the first pass attempt of the game, or at least of the Vikings game, was to Jordan Addison. He caught it for 15 yards for a first down, and that was good. You You wanted that on the first game where J.J.'s out. And I saw some tweet or stat or something this week that he is second only behind randy moss in touchdown receptions in their first like six games or something like that that's cool um so he's even uh surpassing justin jefferson in terms of touchdown production yeah well and jj he's never been like a crazy crazy touchdown no catcher no he's does he have a year with double digit touchdowns uh, I should have to. This. We'd have to go but back. If and he look, does, it's but... ten. It's not twenty. You know, like right, right. It's uh, he's he's great and electric and amazing. But any any time a receiver is compared to Randy Moss, yeah. I mean, that's that's you like to see that an eye opening stat for sure. Like, wow, maybe this kid could be something. And and we could go back. And I've I think I said this in the off season. I didn't. I did not uh, have a lot of faith in Jordan Addison. I reserved judgment. That's probably the better way to say that. I reserved judgment on what he could do, and he's he's surprised uh, I myself and a lot of people with what he's done. And I I think he's he's definitely a good um, addition to the team, especially after losing Adam Thielen. Yeah, and I mean the talk about him, you know, ever since OTAs all off season. I mean, outside of the the stupid speeding situation he put <laughs> yeah. himself in, um, outside of that, he's it's only been positive talk on the field, off the field, everything. Um, I had never heard his name. I'm not a huge college fan. We've talked about being Hawkeye fans on the podcast here, but I'm not a huge college guy. I'm entertained by it, but I don't know much about it. Forrest really does. That's yeah. his bread and butter. Yeah. But I remember, Forrest, do you remember? You and I were sitting next to each other at Adventures Brewing. We were. And uh, watching the draft. And when the Vikings drafted Jordan Addison, one of the first things you said was, oh, that guy's a stud. He did this at Pitt. He did this at USC. I think you were, you told me more about him than, than the TV did when we were watching the draft. Yeah, he, I, rem- I mean, his first three years at Pitt were electrifying. I think he took a step back and not for his, you know, I think it was just the system he was in at yeah. USC, but you, you, I knew you you had a winner, you yeah. know, when you drafted him, and so. that got me excited about him. So yeah. you having that that enthusiasm about him made me look into him a little bit more. Still, I did, I wasn't an expert on Jordan Addison. I still aren't. I am still not. Excuse me. Um, but just seeing your enthusiasm about him that night, draft night. Because what was he, the 23rd overall pick? You're outside of the casual draft follower guides. Like, I didn't know much after Jalen Carter. Um, (laughs) But uh, when you were excited about that, it got me excited about that. Uh, And he's 
been producing. Obviously, he's not leading the league in receptions and yards and touchdowns, but you know he was number two behind JJ until last I week. Mean, so. I mean, I think he's doing everything as a, a rookie wide receiver. I've, I think he's putting up great numbers for you guys. He's got 22 catches, 277 yards, and four touchdowns. Yeah. And at this point, through six games, only Randy Moss has more touchdowns as a Vikings at six. That reminds me of. But he had that one. I was sorry. Let me just interject. Randy had that one crazy game where he thought he caught three three passes. Three and three. Yeah. Yeah. Three passes, three touchdowns. Mm hmm. 163 yards that'll forever be the it might not be 163 it's something like that though but that'll forever be the like most ridiculous stat line for any receiver anywhere yeah but anyways just an interesting comparison yeah well anytime a rookie is starting to do things that randy moss did it it's not like I'm, i'm not saying jordan addison is randy moss i'm not even saying he's jj but when they they do a few good things, that's when you're excited about it and you're happy. That's things to build on. Well, he's he's a totally different type of receiver than JJ. I mean, yeah. he's more of a slot guy. I mean, looks for for his speed and 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 route running really. I mean, to get that separation where he's he's not going to be a JJ where he's doing contested throws as much. So, mm-hmm. which on a team where you have JJ, if your number two is Jordan Addison. That, that's a good look right there. And that's exactly – had to be exactly what the GM and coaches were thinking when they put Addison's name down in draft night. So, yeah, those were my, my big positives from the game. Obviously, it's always nice to win. So so uh, you, you didn't want to mention the the debatable fumble recovery in the first uh, Okay, half. I will say. I will say. You're absolutely right. I'm surprised – they called that in favor of the Vikings. I, I, this this is what upsets me, and I, I'm not upset that it went in favor of the Vikings. What upsets me is you have instant replay, and this happens all the time, whether it be NFL or college, and they still fail to get the call right. Yeah. Everything shows, if you slow it down, mm-hmm. that he was in bounds. Yeah, the and, only thing... And got and, the possession of the ball. Yep, and I see what they're saying, because if you look back at that play, the... The Bears linebacker, I forget who it was. He, it, it was he, Edwards. He, yeah, he grabbed the ball. He had possession of the ball, but I think they said he didn't establish full possession before one of his toes hit the sideline. And honestly, I'm a Vikings fan. Cut me open, I'll bleed purple. Honestly, I didn't see that. Yeah. I thought he recovered the ball, and I was very surprised and yeah, happy I, when they called it. I, in I favor would, of the I, I would say, because they called it Bears football on the initial field. Exactly, there's not enough to overturn that. Now, to your point, how do you debate whether he had partial control, full control? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I that's what aggravates me, and I, w- I would be saying the same thing if, if yep. it was a Vikings player versus the or, or roles were reversed it just drives a, a fan nuts when when the refing crew the the replay official cannot get that right yeah so. and and not even get it right but they they couldn't come on and give an explanation that makes you feel good about it right. if they came on and gave a good explanation of well it's this rule and we know how it looks but because of possession or because his 
hand moved or for whatever reason his helmet touched the ground i don't know if they they didn't give a good solid explanation they just said um the ruling is confirmed that it was an incomplete or a uh, or a fumbled pass out of the sideline i don't know they just the refs have not been great this year all Uh, around they yeah Um, it's been rough and especially I, i don't know maybe i'm playing the victim here but especially as a viking fan like it's been it's been rough yeah absolutely i believe it and you see it not not to get off but you see it in every game i mean you saw at the last play with the bills giants game where yeah they don't call a pass interference on on it's i mean i just i just i just don't get and i was rooting for the bills but how you cannot throw a flag when the ref is right there looking at at the two players that just it blows my mind how yeah. how bad i know it's a it's a, a second second thing but and i i hate ragging on the refs i'm the guy that's saying you know usually these refs they get it right and i don't know how they get it right because it's all they're watching it in the same speed we are and even with replay they're usually proven right and I hate the excuse of, oh, we lost because of the refs or, oh, this they're the Chiefs, so they get all the calls. I'm pretty sure I said that last week. But, <laughs> I, I, again, I hate doing that. But when it's plain as day, when 70,000 people in the stadium can see it plain as day from the nosebleeds, right? you'd think with the refs and their control center in New York, they'd be able to get these calls at least close enough that you feel good about their call, even if you think maybe they weren't right. But I don't know. That one right there, I think the Bears, they they have a case there in that play. I, I, I just bring that up. It was like no, absolutely. The, the one thing that that uh, could have gone right in the Bears' favor and, and gave us good field position, but not saying that would have uh, changed the outcome of the game. Yeah, well, and it might have. I mean, you never know. Every drop pass, every turnover, it can – drastically changed the game there was also that no call on the uh brandon powell uh, yeah pi that i think you and i were were texting we typically text back and forth if we're not in person watching the game together mm-hmm. and i said right away that was a borderline pass interference call that wasn't called mm-hmm. on a brandon powell target and I was looking back at our text there a second ago and like 10, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes later, you were like, yeah, the more I think about it, yeah, that, that could have been called as a PI. Yeah. Cause initially I was, I, I did the thing where that I just said, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm okay with the refs not calling it there. Yep. Um, it seemed incidental, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, I mean, it's still in that incidental realm, but the refs probably could have called it there. And then as the rest of the game went on and the refs seemed to be making some iffy decisions, it just seemed more and more like how they probably should have called PI there. Right. Especially later on when the Vikings got called for pass interference. And you, same thing, you texted me and said, well, if that's pass interference against the Vikings, then the one against Brandon Powell or, you know, inflicted upon Brandon Powell earlier in the game definitely should have been pass interference. I, I, I agree with you. It's it should be equal, and it's it's a second by second you know game like you, we all say. But mm-hmm. you know, these these guys are paid to do that type of job, you know. Yep. So And like I said, usually 
it's uncanny how good they are. It's kind of like Vegas, how Vegas usually has the the money line set so accurately that it's it seems weird. Like, how did they do that? Like, oh, the Vikings lost by seven, and you said that they were you know minus seven and a half. Like, how how did you do that? Usually, the refs are so good that it's like, I mean, I don't. How did you see that in real time? But like you said, for us across the league, the refs seem right. to. I don't know. I feel like they're having a down year. Um, and some player, I think it was J.J. Watt, he tweeted <clears throat> sometime over the NFL weekend this past weekend, something about frustration of the refs don't have any recourse. Or there, there's nothing against them as the league. They don't get punished. <clears throat> Excuse me. Players, you know, they get fined. They get called. They win and lose games based off of these refs' calls. And, you know, not just the refs' calls, but how they play and stuff like that. Um, but the refs, like, <coughs> excuse me, occasionally you'll hear the league, like, come out and say, oh, yeah, the this call should have been made differently. Um, but that's all they do. They can't go back and change the game. There's no – they've been getting more and more with the replay process, which is going in the right direction, but it's still not perfect. And I don't know how you would make it perfect, but it's not like you hear a ref is fined because they make this egregious call or no call and it changed the outcome of a game like right at what point do you do that yeah i i mean you always fall back you know people and i'll i'll be the first to fall on my own sword with 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 this ref thing and then we can move on but uh you always talk about oh they 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 screwed my team well you know there's a lot of plays in the game and yep. and you look back and what did your team do wrong or or did not execute as they should have to maybe win the game or, or be better at the game. So hey, I, I will also fall on my sword that you cannot just solely blame the refs on, on yeah, a, a absolutely. game. So. Yep, that's my mindset as well. Right. Should we just, like, as Vikings and Bears fans, should we just, like, come to terms with the fact that we're just going to be screwed over by the refs every <laughs> single time we take the field. Well, especially in our fanhood, it seems like anytime you go against the Packers, you're playing against the Packers and the refs. I mean, I, mean, I think that's the one thing we can all agree on is yep. destroy the Packers at all costs. So. <laughs> it's funny uh, we bring that up because Evan and I, we attended last year's Bears-Vikings game. It was the last game of the season at Soldier Field. and um, First time at Soldier Field for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Was, how, how did you like the venue? It was. I enjoyed it. It was pretty I, good. Yeah, I, I had heard from a few people that knew that I'd been to U.S. Bank Stadium and a couple other stadiums. They told me like, "Hey, lower your expectations." Honestly, Force, you may have been one of the people. Kind of lower your expectations for Soldier Field. Evan, you and I were we were in the nosebleeds, um, but I really liked it. I, I mean, yeah, it, it was a cold a, day. It, it wasn't, wasn't a frigid a, day. It wasn't a negative experience. You, you, you guys means. really lucked out being in January and you didn't get the lake effect. Yeah, like, well, range, I mean, so. I'm sure it was colder because of the lake, but I think we mentioned this last episode or a few sometime on this podcast that we went there and we were all bundled up, but like I think I, you know, it unzipped my coat, you know, I didn't activate the hand warmers that I brought. It wasn't that frigid. Um and I I didn't mind the stadium. You know, as a spectator, as a fan, even a fan of an opposing team. And the Chicago fans were fairly friendly too. Oh, like, yeah, most fans anywhere you go except for Philly. Uh most <laughs> fans anywhere you go are going to be, you know, courteous, especially if you're nice and courteous too. Like people just like sports. So, 
don't know. I, yeah. I enjoyed Soldier Field. It was a good experience. I would yeah. go back for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I said to lower your expectations because actually I went with Austin and Evan yeah. last year to a Minnesota Cardinals game. Yeah. For the first time, you know, going up to US Bank. And that was a and blast. That was it was it was it was Bank. an amazing experience. Um it was actually a cool game to watch. They, they it was very exciting, and and I did not have uh, an interest, you know, in either team. So <laughs> I just got to enjoy the game as as football is. So yep. yeah, no no stress. <laughs> when I watch football at home on the couch, I'm usually pretty quiet. You know, I I might clap once or twice. I'm not really one to yell and scream at home on the TV. But if I'm at US Bank. I, Especially at that Cardinals game, if you remember, it came kind of came down to the wire. It was exciting. It was loud. It was awesome. You know, I stood up. I was we, screaming. We both lost our voices. I, oh I, I was going to yeah. say it, to all those listeners, these two are animals when they're at <laughs> live at a stadium event. Yeah. And Austin, animals. Austin may not be the same way at home, but I am exactly the same way at home. Like you were my, at least dialed up a little bit more in the stadium. Well, yeah. I, I mean, think maybe I egged you on a little bit. Maybe. But to that point, Forrest said he didn't have a rooting interest either way. The Vikings could have scored an 80-yard touchdown, and Evan and I would have been chest-bumping and going nuts oh, yeah. and waving our Jared Allen m- fake mullets and everything <laughs> like that. And then we turned to Forrest, and he maybe would give us like a two-finger high-five. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I respect the play and, and the excitement it raised, but... I can't give you, you know, props, you know, being a Bears fan. So it was, had, it had, was almost had, a year ago this week. It really yeah, was yeah. almost a year ago. Like I think it's like fifty-one weeks ago. Oh man, that we were all at US Bank Stadium together. Now I just want to go to a game. Yeah, can it, we go? That was a good time. Maybe we'll post up on Instagram. I, we have to have a picture of the. I'm three sure of we us do at that game. I'm sure we do. Yeah, good times. All right, so I think we've we've talked about the Bears Vikings game. Uh, I do want to make. I did write one thing down uh, for the Bears. What's his name? Velas Jones. Yes. That dude. I think he returned some kicks. He had a couple of decent plays on offense. I, this is preposterous, and I understand that. He reminded me a little bit of Percy Harvin. Yeah, he has had some comparisons like that. Um, he has some really electrifying like moments, and then he has the the stupidest you know wow. bonehead plays you know as well. Um, I th- maybe it's a learning curve. I think he's been in the the league a couple of years at least. So well, and I'm pretty sure he at one point, if only for a day, was a Viking. I think he had been like a an off season, you know. Hmm. 90th man type guy on the roster and then didn't make the team or whatever happened. I don't know how that, how that worked, but athletically he, I mean, he perked my ears up. Like I, I noticed him and even wrote it down. Like he, yeah, they, I, they would do well to design a couple of plays around his. I, I did like, I did like the, when they put him on the, the running game a little bit, string out the defense. Um, that could have been just because, I mean, we we're, Thin on running back being being without our first two two you know well, strings. first three I mean Felix yeah did technically go down. yeah yeah <laughs> I mean so I was actually shocked how well we ran the ball with being on our third you know string and then Evans who we had signed just the week you oh know, yeah Darrington, of, yeah just so so I was actually shocked how well we ran the ball but uh yeah I'd, I'd like to see Jones to your point being the more involved yeah. um, with the offense. 
Um, I think he has has that dynamic ability. Uh, whether he can do it consistently is another question. Sure. Evan, anything more on the Bears-Vikings game? I think uh, we should make predictions, end-of-season predictions. Mm. Week 18, where do these two teams end up? I like it. Um, you guys want to go first? Since sure. Go for it. So I think what will probably happen for the Vikings is that they win two or three more games throughout the rest of the year. Um, but what could happen and what I hope to happen is I think the Vikings could lose as many as four more games and still be in the conversation for at least that third wild card spot. Sure. I think if you, even if you lose these games, if you lose to the Niners this week and then later on the season, the Bengals and both of the Lions games and win everything else. That's against the Packers, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, another game against the Bears, the Raiders, and both Packer games. All of those games, arguably, they're winnable games. Um, I'm trying to think who the hardest one might be. Yeah, The Saints aren't bad. The Saints aren't bad, but they just lost this past week. The Falcons are okay. I was going to say, both Saints and... Falcons are hard to predict. I've, yeah. I've seen some really good stuff out of them. And and you never know. I mean, honestly, we, we rag, but, like, the Bears with a fully healthy Justin Fields running the ball and, um, you know, just getting lucky. Like, that could, that could be a tough game. All of these games are losable, but I think all of those games are definitely winnable. That's seven more games that you could win to get to a winning season at 9-8 and eight and – I'm giving you the outside chance of having that happen. If you go this rest of the way and win or lose no more than four games, you could could be talking your way into the playoffs as the Vikings. As it currently stands, four of those teams, four of the Vikings' future opponents are three and three. Hmm. The Falcons, the Saints, the Raiders, and the Bengals all currently sit at three and three. Well, and I think one thing that tells me that it's possible to do that kind of a stretch is the way that you played, the Vikings played against the Eagles and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Despite um, losing. Yeah, they lost both of those, and outright there was no, we can't really blame the refs, we can't really do anything. The biggest thing we can blame in those games are turnovers mm-hmm. and the defensive run game, um, but even with those two huge issues, they still made them games. It wasn't like they got blown out by both of those teams. It was still a fight to the end against both of those teams, which gives you a little bit of hope. And on a stretch like that against those teams, I think you could string it together. And especially if you figure out the rush game on offense and on defense, you could string together seven more wins this season. So, so, I'm 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 gonna make an observation here. I've listened to all your episodes so far, all nine, <laughs> and you've been referred to as the pessimist. I am, and one win against the Chicago Bears, and now I'm feeling you're getting a little <laughs> too right. optimistic here. You're absolutely right. I'm not saying you're wrong, but yes, I know you are right, and I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying I could see a scenario 
where you lose to the Niners, Bengals, and both of them against the Lions. Which, it's football. at this moment, those are games this Vikings team should lose. They should lose against the Niners, even with their injury concerns, which seem like they could not be fully thought-out injury concerns. Like, those three guys could play this week. True. Um, uh, against the Bengals, who Joe Burrow is not the same Joe Burrow. I think his leg is still bothering him. And then the Lions, who, for whatever reason, are different than they have been for the last 30 years. Um, you could lose all four of those games and still have an outside chance at being a playoff team. Well, and let's say the Vikings only lose three of those games. I mean, now we're not having an outside chance, but we're like squarely in the conversation for... Oh, yeah, especially if one of those... One of those wild card spots. Yeah, especially if one of those games is one of the Lions games that you mm-hmm. don't lose. Um, I don't know. I'm not saying it'll happen. That's hey. my That's my highest hopeful... Uh, prayer. It's a positive thinking. Yeah. So you're thinking nine and eight. I think that's that's our best case scenario for the Vikings this year. See, I, I'm still slightly more optimistic, although this season has been really, really challenging to mm-hmm. remain that level of optimism. But I, I, I still think we've got eight wins left in us. I, I think across the remaining games, I think we can, I think we can win eight of them. That puts us at ten and seven, right? Seventeen games. Schedule. Eight more wins. Yeah, we're two and five, so ten and seven. Yeah. That math checks out. I'm an English teacher, so that's impressive for me. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> uh, I'm looking at my preseason win loss prediction. Uh, I predicted the Vikings to have a ten and seven record. Did you really? Yeah. I was m- much more optimistic. Oh than yeah. Okay. Now, did you think that ten and seven record would get you to the playoffs? I don't remember. I'm sure we we talked about that on that episode. We'd have to go back and reference that, but I think both I probably of us, did because I, think I both probably of us still thought, thought we were a playoff team. Yeah, I probably still thought that was a division winning ten and seven record. Wow. Thinking what I thought about the Lions before the season, I am being proven right about my preseason thoughts on the Bears, and then <laughs> I mean the Packers. I still don't. Are the Packers the doing Packers anything are kind of year? an enigma. They're yeah. like nobody really knows what's going on with them. <laughs> I think the only thing that we know, and I think Bears and Vikings fans and Lions fans can agree on, is the fact that Jordan Love isn't really what he. I think I think we we're all worrying after the first couple of games where he was the highest rated QB. Or like, oh, here we go again. But he's kind of come back to earth. I'd yeah, say. he's he's not. He's not what the Packers have had under center for the last, like, 30 years. Hall of Famers? Yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> At least not right now. Um, but I think if if I remember right, Aaron Rodgers' first starting season, he wasn't a Hall of Famer either. You know, no. he wasn't breaking records. No. All right, so Austin and I are thinking nine wins, ten wins, above 500 for the Vikings. What do you think, Forrest, for the Bears? Oh, man, it's 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 bleak. Um, it's bleak. I looked at the schedule and uh, I don't know. After you know, first of all, you, you look back. You know, three weeks when we pretty much blew the game against Denver of all teams, and <laughs> um, so I mean, you really think we should be have two wins already? But uh, no, we have the one. Um, I was looking at the schedule and I, I foresee us. I think we can win against Carolina. I'm just just going off of 
they're they're the only yeah. team that's really worse than the Bears at this point. It looks like at least record wise, it'd be really telling if the Bears lost to the Panthers. Um, you know, and I have two maybes. I have one against Arizona because I just don't know with their program what they want to do if they're going to be one of those programs where they're looking to get better draft status. So maybe not play as hard. Um, I hate to say that about any team, but you you just have to think it. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and then I, I have you at Minnesota again. I mean, I, I look at this this game. You know, I know we we talked about it earlier, but you know, the Bears without their top two running backs, Justin Fields for pretty much half a game, and mm-hmm. what did you beat us by six? Yeah, uh, it so, wasn't a blowout. So, and you and and you just don't know um, what what teams want to do. And you know, when what week do we play you guys again? Um, it's uh. I should know this, but we I should know this too. Uh, week twelve, so game, November twenty. So you know, both. I mean, for sure, you guys, your front office may have a, depending on if you win a few of these games or lose them, they may have a different direction of. Do you start trading away players, like give up the season, or? Well, and the mindset behind that too is a little bit muffled because the trade deadline, I believe, is the twenty eighth of October. So. What are there two games be- between now and then? Right. If you're gonna trade people, you already have a thought process right, right now. Yep. So. But yeah, I mean, you're you're not wrong. The Vikings only won by six points. Right. So, so I I, I predict you know, and unfortunately, I'm I'm hoping we get three wins like we did last year. Uh, I hope we don't go backwards. <laughs> um, it's quite possible we do, but um, yeah, I'm I'm going with three wins. I think we can get one of those maybe wins plus the Carolina win. So yeah, okay. Slide Pretty in optimistic. as a slide in as a you know a sleeper team, come in and surprise somebody maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean any any team can win any game. That's why they play them. Like it's not just oh on paper this team's better so they get it. So like I, the Bears, I mean I'm trying to think who. Uh, the Browns just beat the Niners. Like yeah. anything can happen. Yeah, yeah Browns are, are deceivingly good, though. You you think they they were just gonna be a meteor? They they're better than I think. Even with Nick Chubb going down and yeah, well, and they've they've, they've they've done pretty well. So they didn't have their first string quarterback. Right. And, uh, granted, they they won off of a missed kick at the end of the game for the Niners, but still, anything could happen. Agreed. Well. What's uh, what's coming up in the week ahead for the Bears and the Vikings? The Vikings have the 49ers on yep. Monday night. We've already established that. Hosting the Niners on Monday night. And yep. there's still the talker about Kirk Cousins in prime time. That'll never go away. No. Um, and we talked about the Niners. They've got some high-profile players with some injury concerns. Um, McCaffrey's down. McCaffrey with an oblique injury i think is the last i heard debo samuel yep and uh trent williams trent williams and i saw a tweet from Schefter yesterday or today that there's a possibility all three of those players will be ready to go and fine or at least good enough um by the time the vikings play them on monday but that's another thing it's a whole nother day more than a whole day extra of you know figuring out how to play with these injuries um so, and I mean, an 80% Christian McCaffrey, that's <laughs> still better than most better than running most, backs yeah. in the league. Same with, you know, uh, the other two guys, uh, 
Trent Williams and who's the other one? Debo. Debo. Yeah, I mean, if you figure even if they have to get some pain meds before the game, like there's still better options than not having those guys. I mean, knowing who McCaffrey is, I mean, if he can go, he's he's going to give it everything yeah, he yeah. can. I don't know about the other, the other think, two. But. I think one thing I saw on Twitter was as far as McCaffrey's injury, it's more about pain management than it is about like structurally being able to play. Um, so I don't think he's going to like injure himself more by playing. Um, and I don't think it's that they have to cast him up to be able to play. It's more like, can you manage the pain of running with that oblique injury? So, and like you said, McCaffrey, if he can go, he's going to go. This guy's been injured every day of his life. Um, but he's still one of the best players in the league. Uh, if you had to, if I had to guess right now, I'd say all three of them are going to play. And you mentioned, I don't know, last week or two weeks ago that, you know, in the NFL, there are games you should win and there are games you shouldn't win. Mm-hmm. For the Vikings, this is probably one, especially as the early season has developed, the Vikings just probably should not win this game. I don't think they I don't think they will. I don't think they do either. I think the Niners are strong on every front. They've showed offensively and defensively a lot of strengths. And Mm -hmm. even with some holes um, and with some of their better players banged up, maybe play, maybe they don't, um, it's still a tough game for the Vikings to come out with a win. Yeah, absolutely. So. Those Niners are they're a well balanced team and um especially coming off a loss, I I, I mean, I just don't see see it. I mean, yeah. hopefully for, for you guys they win. I'm not gonna necessarily root for the Vikings, but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just don't see see them pulling out a victory versus San Fran. Yeah. Well especially if I mean, you still have the turnover issue. You still have the issue where you can't stop the run on defense. Um, those two things right there, even if the Vikings were a better team than they are this year, you're not beating the Niners, who on paper probably should win the Super Bowl. You're not beating the Niners if you turn the ball over and if you can't stop the run. I'd, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm, And I think it'll be a game. It's not going to be a 40 to nothing blowout, and now it will be because I said those words. <laughs> um yeah. I think careful. It, we had one of those last year. It <laughs> wasn't forty nothing, but it was forty three. Yeah, man, against Dallas too. Well, they were the victims of another such blowout. Early. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. And they've last had a week. forty to nothing game this year. Dallas has. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't think the Vikings are gonna be victorious this week. No ice cream for my kids this week. <laughs> Did they get ice they cream? They absolutely got ice last cream. Week? Yes, absolutely. Good for them. Yep. Good for them. Take a win when he can get it. Yeah, you got to. Forrest, the Bears have the Raiders at home this yep. week. Yeah, I, I, I thoughts. Uh, I, I just don't see see enough out of the Bears, especially with Fields out. I think is uh, he for sure out this week? I mean, once again, like we thought, I, I, I he's doubtful, but. Sure. I just don't see where the Bears are. They're they're not making a push anyway. So why risk uh, further injury to to Justin Fields? Um, I just don't see it. So I think it's going to be uh, another. I, I think we'll make a good showing at least in the first half. But Vegas, I mean, the Jacobs and, and 
you know, they'll 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 take care of business. I think I saw uh, Garoppolo didn't practice today. Yeah, I think that's a precautionary. I think he'll play on Sunday. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Hosting, it's not like the Raiders are world beaters either. I uh, I don't know. It's I'd say that could be a winnable game. Depends. One, if Fields is out, and two, how I'm I don't I'm not saying his name correctly. Bajent. Bagel. Uh, how, how he plays. Um Yeah. But yeah, it's you never you never write it off like I just did. Well, I mean, like I said, I'll be there rooting for the Bears that uh, just I keep my expectations low. Yep. If nothing else, your Wolverines are still pretty darn That's good. Right. That's right. Maybe, maybe we should do a podcast on them. It <laughs> <laughs> could be an off-season yeah, talk. Shoot. We really need to brush up on uh, college football. Yeah. Well, we'll have to bring in our college football expert over here in Florida. Yeah. All I know is that uh, Brian Ferentz has not upheld his end of the deal to get the Hawkeyes to score 25 no. points this no, season that, and that every dude year. is not performing up to expectations. It, it's been pretty bad, despite... A five and one record or whatever it's been oh, for yeah. the Hawkeyes, and, and not to get off topic, but I was saying they're the leaders in the Big Ten West. I mean, and they're ranked now too. They, Did that, you see twenty four? <laughs> I just, I just, I just can't believe it that they will be most. I mean, if if all things go accordingly, they will be the representations in the Big Ten championship game yep. for the West. They'll get to, maybe we should go to Indianapolis. Steamrolled by your Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> uh, well, let's hope Michigan pulls it out. So, <laughs> All right. Well, I will say if that game does happen, Iowa versus Michigan, Forrest, you're invited to my house for that game. So, uh, so <laughs> what Austin's <laughs> putting in the there is I've been to Austin's house for the last two uh, college football playoffs with Michigan, and yep. and we all know how how Michigan <laughs> has performed the last two college last football year you playoffs. Said you were never coming to my house. So I <laughs> told again. Austin that I will not be coming to his house <laughs> this this coming year. I'll, I'll I'll bring beer. You can. I'll have all the beer you care. can drink. <laughs> I don't care. I don't even know if I'm going to invite you to my house. Oh, you, you might be the you might be the the jinx in this whole I'll thing. Take it. That's like watching a Vikings game with uh, Brian. Brian. <laughs> The, our Colts fan friend Hi, sits Brian. with us for the first half of the Colts <laughs> game, and it's thirty-eight nothing or whatever it was. And that's true. Then that, he's like, "Well, I gotta go home, yeah. guys," and he leaves. And greatest comeback in NFL history. And like, he all right, you're never allowed us. to watch any Vikings game with us ever again. Or at least, if you do, you have to leave if they start losing, because that's. <laughs> When he leaves, the Vikings have the greatest comeback in NFL history every single time. That's right. So I think he learned his lesson, though, because me, him, and Austin went to the preseason Colts-Bears game, and the Bears were winning at the beginning of the fourth quarter by at least two possessions, and Brian had had enough. Oh, my goodness. We had left, and the Colts came back and won. (laughs) So I think it's a Brian issue. Yeah, it's a Brian thing. The only question I have, and I haven't even asked this yet, and it's already October. Did you wear your Viking stuff to that game? I don't think I. Oh no, I'll be I at wore, a preseason game. Yeah, I I was wearing a Vikings hat, just a regular run of the mill hat with the Vikings logo on it, and then I had my purple shirt on with the Vikings, the word Vikings in their font. That's it. I didn't. I you know but I wasn't. Still, I mean, you were still repping. Our team and elsewhere. Who did we see? I think I saw an Alan Page jersey. 
at that stadium that day. There you go. I was not the only Viking representative in the stadium that day. I would assume that pretty much any NFL game you go to, you're going to have most of the league. Most of the league represented. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But anyways, well, uh, bleak look forward maybe a little <laughs> less bleak for the vikings than the bears again yeah i don't know Vikings are hosting the best team in the league yeah it's it's gonna be an uphill battle for both teams uh to do anything the rest of this season i i, I actually you know i i think it's more interesting as a vikings fan because what do you do depending on how the rest of the season plays out for you for the off season I mean, you, you got your quarterback decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hate to say it, but I, I think you're going to have to search for a running back because yeah, they got um, They should is, be searching for a running back. This right is now. this is Mass, yes. I don't think is is the solution. Nope. And I think you alluded with he's more of a, a tandem type, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Camp, we'll, Cam Akers was a bargain bin find, and yeah, he won't probably amount to much. So I'm 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 actually anxious to see what your organization does based on how how the season progresses. Well, and we know what the Bears are going to be doing. There, <laughs> they soon, the soon I think they're going to be looking for that number one pick again. So uh, they might have the first two picks because they, they have could. Carolinas. They for could. <laughs> maybe the Vikings and Bears are going to have to make. Maybe, an maybe, maybe the Bears will lose to Carolina now. The, my one guaranteed <laughs> win, I thought. Maybe they'll lose just to make secure that draft pick. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you guys think? Do the do the Vikings win nine more games? And um, if you want to let us know what you think, how can they reach out to us? So they can hit us up uh, via email, which of course would come with a sticker. Yeah. So we still have stickers, uh, Matt. Matt, I still owe you a sticker. I'm gonna and give I'm gonna, you one. I'm gonna take right it now. right now. So the next time I see you, I'm giving you a sticker. And then I can tell you why it's funny. Forrest, for being our guest, you got a sticker, and you know I, why I was these I was not going to send an email, but I appreciate <laughs> the the sticker, even if it's it's Vikings related. It, it shows the 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 beer hop, so yeah, it's it's a good. I, I'll, I'll I'll take it for that. So we still have nine stickers left. Yep. So and our email again is theskullhop at gmail uh, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, I'm trying to be a little bit more active there. Uh, we're just at the school hop. Uh, same on Instagram at the school hop and Facebook is just the school hop. Uh, we, I'm, I'm working on making a TikTok account, but we might not be very active on that and, uh, keep an eye out. There might be a website soon. So, or, or, or stirring some. I don't know the phrase. We're uh, spinning some plates here. We're, we're trying to get a little bit more active. So reach out to us. Let us know how many games you think the Vikings are going to win the rest of the year. Um, and also, we haven't done this yet. Wherever you're listening, if you think we're worthwhile, give us a give us a review. Let us know what we're doing right. If you don't like it, uh, keep quiet. Uh, <laughs> no, if you don't like it, let us know on Twitter or email or anything. But if you do like it, give us a review wherever you're listening. And if you're if you're listening on Spotify, there is actually a very short survey. It's one question, and all you have to do is answer that question that Austin just posed. Uh, what do you think of the podcast? Yeah, and you can do it right there on Spotify, um, and you can just give us your feedback Sweet. that way. So, 
Forrest, thanks for joining us. Hey, I know. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think I owed you uh, a brewery recommendation. Oh, yeah, yeah, of I course. I think Evan, Evan wanted yeah, one of those from, from the last sure. podcast. So I'll, gi- I'll give you two. I'll okay. give you two. Um, from from Des Moines area, Barntown. Um, I think Austin and I have been there once. Oh, on maybe. A Des Moines Depending tour. on what time of day that's, we that's were there. That's a great brewery. Um, it, for some odd reason, you can't find their beer here in the Quad Cities area, but uh, you can if you go to Iowa City, you can get some of their beer. Okay. So, and then um, Decor, Iowa. Everyone talks about Toppling Glath, with great brewery, mm-hmm. but you check out Pulpit Rock. Pulpit Rock. Yep, it's another brewery. At it's least an, one uh, of it's a probably probably not a hidden gem anymore. It's been around for years now, but it's the the little brother to Toppling Goliath and. Okay. And and you can up both breweries and decor at the same time. So there you go, Evan. There's there's two breweries in Iowa I'd totally recommend. Here we go. Sweet. Uh, I don't think there will ever be a shortage of breweries for us to try. Exactly. So. And when there are, we just need to brew our own. So That's right. Forrest well, can help us out with that. The scroll hop is coming. It will. At some point, we it, will be drinking a scroll hop. You know, I will do it for you guys. You just <laughs> tell me when. We'll bring my equipment over to either of your houses and bring it across we'll, the we'll, Mississippi. We'll, br- we'll <laughs> brew a beer. So, all right. So now Evan new goal is we need to try a beer from all. Did you, did you all or both of those? Both breweries? Of I'm thinking the next two weeks. We, you, you if know, we can find them. You're, yeah. you're probably going to have to go there <laughs> or at least Iowa city to get the, the barn town pulp rock. You, you might right. have to go up to Decorus, make make an adventure, go up to Toppling Goliath, and okay. and swing by. So we'll, we'll figure it out. I've got connections. <laughs> Maybe somebody can bring me some. Sweet. We'll we'll figure it out. But. All right. So Forrest, uh, official invitation. You don't have to answer right now, but the Vikings play the Bears again this season. You're welcome to join us again, uh, or even anytime you want to talk of the Vikings. We're just well, um, I, well, I appreciate the invitation. You just probably want me to bring more beer. Hey, so. <laughs> you know, anytime, anytime you want to, we'll take the beer. beer. You're, you're no, welcome. it's 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 actually been been really fun. Um, I encourage everyone to listen to this podcast. I'm a Bears fan, and I listen to these guys. They're they're fun. They're they're interactive. They they just enjoy football in general. So, uh, to close it out, I do want to say this Lion Bridge yard sale is incredible. I think I had said it earlier already. This is right smack dab in the middle of my favorite beer category and it is not disappointing um i will be having more of these uh, i very much like it thank you Lionbridge, bridge for brewing such a great beer um do you guys have any other thoughts on the beer thanks to forest for <clears throat> absolutely it. yeah, it's, it's delicious one, one i've had before and knew it was going to be right up you guys alley so Sweet. glad you enjoyed all right well that's going to bring us to the end of another episode the 10th episode best one yet of the school hop and uh we're grateful to all the listeners out there we hope to get some more and uh yeah we'll be back next week to break down the 49ers game however that's gonna go we'll be here and looking ahead to the packers following week so first game against the packers this year all righty so that'll be interesting but as always until next time school school